machine. Welcome back, darling. Kingston Town can't win. He got checked, the champ. It's going to get desperate. But a champion becomes a legend. From, from, from the card leave in the pool. Eight holes months ago. Go red and look at him go. Here he comes. It is 15, Lance Clare. Oh, gee, he is a good horse, like Harry said. She'll have to pogo stick over the field to win from there. Strike me, Pinky, thread at the eye of the needle. Can he stay up? He'd stay till closing time. This could be set up for something special. Cassidy had to pull the whip. It's coming again. Dex, Dex, he lunges and wins. What an outstanding racehorse. Welcome to this week's review podcast as we look back at the weekend's racing. We'll rip through this today, Adam. Who Deal. was the highest rated horse of the weekend? Highest rated horse of the weekend was Paul Lely. So we had the three-year-olds kick off in Melbourne and Sydney and um, Paul Lely and Sydney form were the, the winner on the numbers. But I think they were both good winners and we're, you know, we're both. Are we bullish or are we hopeful? Bit of both. Bit of both. Yep, no, I think that's, that's probably true. We're both bullish and hopeful. And yeah, the, the Eskimo Prince... Looked good on paper. Looked deep on paper, didn't it? A lot mm. more chances than than perhaps there would be on in a typical year, and and more chances there than there, or more depth certainly than there was in Melbourne. And the result of that was a um a higher rating. So Paul Lilly ran 115 first up last prep, and, and he was basically a couple of times he was off that without luck. But for the most part, I think he was consistent. Take out the Coolmore flop, which is you know we can forgive that easy. Um, so he's been consistent at that level. So his next test is to um. Improve to prove that he's not. You know, <laughs> it seems a bit harsh to hold consistency against a horse. But when a horse is so consistently around the same number, you start to think, well, that's just him, and it's a good number, and it'll you know win him a Group Three here. It'll probably win him something else nice, but it won't win him anything big, big and significant, will it? You wouldn't think. So um, that's his next test. But he's he's done plenty right there, and there were some some obviously nice runs behind him. Nice kickoff for for Ranch Hand. Really good kickoff for Converge because. Convinced that he's going to be one, and I, I don't think I'm being controversial in saying he's he's one for further, right? Yeah, I think he's a mile at least. He's probably even going to be a better Rosehill Guineas horse than Ramwick Guineas horse, in my mind. But on track for for both of those, and and Halal was sort of sneaky, the, the sneaky sectionals horse, if you like. He was the the good little closing splits, and in fact, my read of of his late work there was that he was probably good enough to be considered up in the first couple there. He probably splits. Ranch hand and, and converge in my mind. You know, had things gone out, um, you know, a little bit better for him. So, yeah, he was he was fast home. They were fast home in that rail. Well, he in particular was fast home in that race, but they were slower overall than Mountai, which is probably the the interesting thing that mm. we saw the the three year olds. Yeah, you because know, it was a twelve hundred forty minutes later, so it's really like for like. So it's going to get regularly compared, isn't it? And it's easy to compare. And, and Mountai looked um, really fast. We had Mountai run one hundred and ten. In the benchmark seventy eight, so um, I'm saying Alal was probably in the shake up in the in the Eskimo Prince on another day, and I think you'd, you'd say the same for for Mautai. He went really well. He went really well. I can see that some of the speed figure guys, well, certainly the speed figure guys, are, are going to rate him higher than the Eskimo Prince. I think no, no. I, th- I think there's um, there's enough statistical evidence to to say that's probably you know if we think of these things as as probabilities, he's he's probably not, but. Um, Certainly ran very fast there on on Saturday, and it, you know he's a nice colt, and he, he beat another you know another good three year old there, and the three year olds knocked off the older horses, so that was that was promising as well. And yeah, so anyway, to, to answer your question, the Paul Lely was the highest rated, and um and outran Generation, who ran to 110 in a thinner race in Melbourne, but I think that small field, the Manfred, but I think that's a good little race as well. I actually think 
Generations kicked off at 110. It could be that's sort of a, a neat answer to that race, 110. It could be a little bit better than that, I think, but we'll just sit on the the soft side of the golden mean there, if you like, for for now. But I think that's um, yeah, Umgawa maybe gets a little bit too close and, and unflinching. Obviously, didn't didn't turn up and, and run his race. But I think the first three there have gone really well. Lena's Legend, a little bit like Converge in in Sydney. Lena's Legend, I think everyone sort of thinks one for further. So nothing wrong with with his return at twelve hundred and, and Zethus, who good off a long break. Good off a long break, and and he had the he'd beaten Home Affairs, which yeah. looks good, but looks good the, in the form figures book. were ordinary, and there were a couple of ordinary ones close up, and you couldn't actually rate that race particularly highly. So he was a surprise to me to run as well as he did, but a um a pleasant surprise because he had something to the the group, certainly the group down there in in Melbourne. So um yeah, I think that's generations gonna have to a little bit like Paul Ellie, he now. It's a really nice kickoff point, and now he set himself up to, um, you know, is he just that good, or he's certainly be a little bit better than that. But is he a little bit better than that, or can he can he really go on now and and you know win something significant? Is he a Group Three three year old, or can he win a new market? I suppose that's the um, no. You don't think so? No. Oh, that was a nice kickoff. I wouldn't say no. I assume they'll head that. Well, I mean, I don't know what they're doing, but if I had him, I'd be I'd be um, Oakley Plate. I mean, maybe they, they go there. I, I just feel like the new market seems nicer. You go one to the other? Yeah, I mean, you could run in both for sure and certain. I don't know why. Just the way he moved through this race, the way he relaxed and sort of ever since he won his second start where he beat Lena's Legend and he ran, I think, a faster time than this. But um, not, you know, that's probably splitting hairs. But, you know, that was – I thought off that he was a – Coolmore horse and, and a new market horse. And I think so did probably they. Probably didn't, yes, maybe so did they, and it didn't quite work. Even though he was able to win another Group 3 in the, the spring, it, it, I always felt like it, did, it just didn't quite work, did it? But maybe that's the kickoff that um, turns the corner, and, and hopefully, yeah, a bit like well, a bit like Paul Lally, hopefully he can um, use it as a starting point to something better rather than this being his, his peak. And I think there's enough, in, there's enough meat on the bones of, of both of those runs to think that there's a good chance that they, they do go to something better. Circling back to the Eskimo Prince and the time in comparison to Mount I guess that's where you just can't get too bogged down with overall times. Because um, the form's good. You know it's going to be. Yeah, I suppose that's right. I mean, you can lean on a, on a whole whole lot of other things and you want to... Yeah, I mean, you don't, you don't want to go too, too in-depth. But, um, yeah, I think if... I mean, the marketplace is going to be smart enough to figure this out. If they, re- if they race each other in two weeks... Level weights, Paul Lely versus Mautai over twelve hundred. Who starts favourite? Oh, Paul Lely. Yeah, it'll be Paul Lely. I mean, there'll be a push and a smart push for Mautai. I'm not saying he's one hundred percent not up to him or anything like that, but um, yeah, the market will tell you and Paul Lely would probably start favourite against against Mautai in two weeks. But I don't suspect that'll happen. And the biggest flopperoo, back to back weeks for Team Godolphin. Who was the biggest flop last week? I can't remember. Animo. Oh, that's right. Went awful. Clearly would have kicked his head in. Mm. It's interesting. Last week I was like, okay, well, we can make it Animo, but you want to get technical and it's um, Tiger of Malay. So we we overrode the, the technical rule of what we're trying to do here, the biggest flop in the in the good race on Saturday and, and left the Freedmans alone and made it the Blue Jacket. And, and this week, I think it, in Melbourne, if you got technical again, unflinching was further from his peak. <laughs> But we're we're obviously very very friendly to the Freemans. Let them slide and just stick it to the Blue Jackets. Yeah, Renoso, why not? we expect more. Renoso felt like the biggest flop. He was oh, awful. Went awful. 
He was awful. I mean, there's no. Did we say we might have said this a lot? There's no guts to his spring form. Mm. Those two runs in the spring are. Um, but it looked a good platform. But it looked a good platform, and you're expecting, okay, well, that's you know, there's not a lot of guts to that spring form. But he's going to leave that miles behind on Saturday, and and you know, the profile says he's he's probably one of their better colts, and he'll he'll run really well, and he. I think you believe that all the way up until about the 400 meter mark, and then you very quickly realise this is uh, this is not the one. Incorrect. Incorrect. So I mean, no, he's he's at be out of the blue diamond now, and and have his sights lowered for sure. I didn't actually see anyone, and I assume I would have seen if there was an obvious excuse thrown up. There was no obvious excuse. Thrown no, up. I um just had a bad day. I made sure with this award that we don't, we don't give the biggest flop to something that's bled or pulled yeah, up lame. No, we should. <laughs> a bit harsh. That is a bit harsh. So yeah, okay, excuse free, that's a shocker. Yeah. And I'd say um it's a too bad to be true job. He's he's let it, you know, we were hopeful that he'd he'd take a step forward. He didn't, so he now just looks like that spring form, but he's he's at least he's better than this. Has to be better than yeah. what he did. He's also. not a blue diamond cult, but he's gotta be better than this. Maybe he's a black opal cult. They've always got one for the black opal. Yeah, they'll bring one down. Yeah, maybe he's the I'd even maybe he gets rerouted to the to the black opal or something like that where As a proud Canberran though, I'd be embarrassed if he won it this year off that. Well, something's gotta win it and there's not um There's nothing at the moment. No, we we had another weekend of two year olds running. Not bad enough to go completely can't go just sinking the boots right into them, but nothing is stepping up and like where's the absolute? Where's the where's the cream on this cake? Where's the top layer? Hiding somewhere. Mm. Someone at home is sitting there confident. Someone's got something. Surely. Mm. I mean, Team Hawks think they've got a few better than the winner, who looked good. I thought. Sebenaki did a nice job, and I think there's a fair bit of um, ambiguity around how good that is as well. Um, we're saying no better than a. Plain winner of the the chairman's time form rating one hundred and two, which is sort of Mildred that sort of level. Ennis Hill formality who turned into something better, but certainly not extreme choice around one hundred and eighteen, winning the chairman's. Uh, yeah, where where is he? We're a long <laughs> long way from extreme choice running one hundred and eighteen, or even Enthar ran one hundred and eleven in it last year, which is you know at the time was really good and and started favourite in a blue diamond off that. Um, he can go to a blue diamond for for sure, and he's got a nice profile. But he'll go there needing to take a big jump. And I would have thought, unless it turns into just a really weak blue diamond and nothing happens in the preludes this weekend, that he probably looks more like a fourteens, twenties shot in a blue diamond than a market leader mm. to me. But maybe that's just where this year is at. I hey, don't know. Maybe this weekend. Maybe this weekend. I don't know what's what's entered or if there's some new blood or something exciting going to happen in the preludes, but fingers crossed. It's got to happen eventually. Yeah, it's got to happen. It's got to. I will make a quick mention, uh, biggest flop. Spin the knife went round at Pinjari yesterday into a dollar forty and went terrible given what he did first up. He beat the winner comfortably fresh and gave it weight and then met it at levels yesterday. And I'm going to say first beaten. He sort of hit the front with 200 to go, but he was very, very plain Jane. And I'm guessing those who had the quaddy in Pinjara probably would have been knocked out if you did stand him out there. So I'm going to say... I mean, if you did stand him out, you weren't probably knocked out. Yeah, well, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say... <laughs> I don't want to explain to you how quaddies work, but if you stood him out, you got knocked out. Yeah. <laughs> so a few on the floor, really. Now, the Colin Morikara Award, which Jockey flushed it this weekend. We've been told we need to explain this more. We're both... Um, we'd like to think we're good golfers, but we play golf. Not. We're not. <laughs> and well we we know how to we know what it feels like when you flush one. Yeah. But can you explain, I guess, in a little bit more detail what this means in reference to a jockey's ride? Well, we're talking about 
straight up efficiency based on our pars. So we're just looking for what we think and the way we do things is the most efficient ride of the weekend. So the horse, the jockey who sort of um, maximised their horse's, horse's ability. Hit it out of the screws, basically, like Colin Morikawa does every time he stands over the ball. And that's the reverse of that, then, is the Taylor Pendrith Award, scathing award <laughs> for Taylor Pendrith, where we just went <laughs> and found the top 150 golfers on data golf. So he's a flusher. He's probably an outstanding golfer, but he, of all of the top 150... He's the worst. His approach work is horrendous. Drives it okay. He's got to do something okay. So he is not very efficient, and so the Taylor Pendrith Award goes to the jockey who was... Gets it the Yeah, well, it's the least wrong. efficient. Least efficient, most wrong, yeah. I think that's... The reverse flusher. The reverse. It's certainly not... Um, didn't maximise the horse they were riding. We do have to say, in regards to the reverse flusher, probably not a bad black booker. Yeah, well, it probably it's almost like a reverse black book in a sense, isn't it? Because if you've got it exactly right, you don't want to. The yeah. only way is down, right? Yeah. If you hit one out of the screws, well, you can only you can only do worse. We all know that feeling. Yeah. So you probably want to back the ones that have been poorly yeah, written and not the ones that have been. So we're laying we're laying the Morikara Award going forward, and we're probably backing the Taylor Pendrith Award. Give yeah. Taylor a bit of a push. Yeah, something for Taylor. Some something. positivity around. The great Taylor Pendrith. Now, who was the winner at Melbourne? So in Melbourne, the award goes to Declan Bates on King's Fool in a race where they just went way too fast for very basic stays. Swelter Magic went screaming along and is just not that good. But um, King's Fool, he won't run faster than that over a mile and a half in his life again. So Declan Bates is... um. Got everything out of him. He's got a sweet tune out of King's Fool there and, and did a good job to basically to sit off that pace and to get it very, very right. So he absolutely maximised King's Fool. And for that, Declan Bates gets the Colin Morikara Award in Melbourne and Matt Cartwright, and you don't want, I don't want the Pendrith Award to turn into a slag off. No, no. But no. he had a dirty day, Matt Cartwright, because yeah. he went way too slow on El Patroness, which I think is very much... Riding to instruction. He's riding a 2,000-metre horse kicking off over 1,400 and he would have been told exactly what he's going to do and the race just didn't pan out. But that first race was farcical and the way she finished, um, yeah, she could have won that on another day had she used been used at all in the first three quarters of the race. They didn't get racing there till well inside the last 400, so that was just an absolute fast race and she's probably the best horse in it and probably the only one you'd really be interested in going forward. Went way too, turned it around and went way too fast on, on Swelter Magic, so it's, oh, jeez. One and, end or the other. And then i tell you what, Vespertine a bit later. Again, really harsh because you know he's just riding to instructions. He had the outside gate and he was probably, you know. We're Where going, else is he going to go? We're going back. So yeah. it's a little bit of a, he's a bit of a victim of circumstances, but still, wow. She's, um, she's flown there late, Vespertine, and on another day with a better gait and a more efficient ride. Feels harsh saying ride again because I really feel like he's he was sort of backed into a corner there. But, um, yeah, wow, she could have won that for sure. And certain in Sydney, the Colin Morikara Award goes to? Chad Schofield in the Millennium, which is a concern for the race overall, I feel. The time was okay, but still... It's not great. No. There's just... You're just waiting. I know we're sound like a broken record at the moment, but you're just waiting for something to do anything against the clock that isn't Kieran Mars filly. And 
the margins look decent in this race, um, but Chad Schofield's got it inch perfect. Just had her in the perfect position throughout. She took a big step off that maiden win. She's two for two, so you always beware the unbeaten horse. That is interesting, though, isn't it? It looks like a it looks like a ho hum listed listed two year old. That's probably what it is. Mm. Well, it's and you say she's ridden really efficiently, but nothing's really ripped it off her anyway at the finish. It's not like there's a there's not a tragedy behind her, is there? No, nothing's finished fast enough to say, oh well, that should have won. So it's just a plain race. Yeah, I'd, look, I won't be chasing any of these anywhere. I don't think. I was no. just. I thought, but there's all these two-year-old races, and something's got to win them. I know. So <laughs> it's sort of, it's. A, I mean, yeah, it's a bit funny because the. I mean, the Lonro plates a bit the same. They're about the same level, right? Mm. So these horses are going to be racing each other, and yeah, as I said someone's someone's got to win all these two-year-old races coming up. Within this, within the same subset, obviously, but yeah. often doing your form, you want to look for different form, and if there's a two-year-old race where the Millennium features. Oh, well, the Millennium provides a lot of the runners. I'll be looking for different form. I don't think it's any good. Well, to a point, we're looking now, you're trying to find the Blue Diamond and Slipper winners. So yep. when we talk about form, that's what we're referring to. We want to try and find the best two-year-old there is, and I'll be yeah. staggered if it was in the Millennium on Saturday. Yeah, you wouldn't think so. You wouldn't think so. I mean, they've got to, again, they've got to come from somewhere. And, you know, maybe there's a nice horse hiding in there, but it's hiding too well for me to spot him. And you, by the sounds. Yeah. Yep. Now, the Taylor Penrith Award, the reverse flusher. I'm actually going to give this to all the jockeys in the last bar, Jamie Carr, because they just handed it to her on a platter. God bless them, though, to be fair. But all too easy for Jamie, and there's a few in this race. I think... It's a good form race. It's going to be a great form race. Mile, a few stages resuming. Two, we want to obviously highlight... Uh, Lunchies and Mighty Bill. They've both gone enormous there over the mile. Their two horses definitely to follow when they step up in trip and no compromise. Two really good runs to begin his prep. Now third up, he'll win a race somewhere. Lakeen's ran well again. Purple Sector's one I'd probably be throwing in the bin. I don't think That's he's... That's a disappointing run, isn't it? Yeah, I don't think he's... I mean, he's not going to out-sprint him, is he? So when Jamie's just getting a picnic in front on Frosty Rocks, it's not really going to play, I guess, to his strengths. But, yeah, Mighty Bill, from where he was, he has gone very, very well. And once we see him up 2,000 metres, I'm not sure if he – it depends what. Usually Chris maybe goes to 1,800 before he gets him back to 2,000, but I think he's definitely one to follow. Yeah, he's not – you're right. He's not the only one out of that race as well. That'll be good. Yeah. That'll be good. So – Which is, again, another slow race, which will be a good form race. Yeah, I think that's right. That's a good race to, to follow, and there's some interesting horses in there, including Skywood, who was once on the heels of Anthony Van Dyke and Stradivarius. And, um, that's not bad for him. Yeah, now he's gone handicapping in New South Wales. So <laughs> it'll be interesting to see what they can, can do with him, because somewhere... He can win the Country Classic. Wow, he could win the Country Classic. Very interesting to see whether they can get him anywhere near his best, because if they can, he's a nice horse for the races. He looks like he's going to poke around in now. For sure. And now for the Bruce McAvaney Award. That is just so exciting. We'll go around the grounds uh, for the horse to follow, or one for the future. We'll go over to Japan. This horse raced two weeks ago. Duradores, son of Duramente. I'm going to say it, superstar. So he beat a filly called With Grace, 
who looked more than above average. She absolutely spaced him winning a maiden and he has picked her up and spat her out. Now, the two-year-old group one winners, Jew, Deuce and Killer Ability, they're obviously the headline horses. They won the Futurity and the Hopeful, but I expect this horse to go to the better races and I'll be very surprised if he doesn't measure up. He ran really, really good figures. Big, big exclamation mark on that and can't wait to see him step out again. So certainly one for your black book. I'm hoping he does line up against one of the headline horses next because I don't. he won't start favourite, which is good and will be a good betting opportunity. So... Duradores is one to follow over in Japan. To, um, you might have to spill that out for the so black people book. can add it to the <laughs> to our free black book. Yeah. Now remember, the <laughs> the racing and sports black book is entirely free. You get an email prior when they accept, and then you get an email post, which hopefully lists them as a winner in the result. But yeah, completely free racing and sports. All you have to do is sign up as a user, and that's completely free. And Duradoras is D-O-U-R-A-D-O-R-E-S. If you can't find it, he beat with grace, which is probably easier to spell two words. Anyway, that's us for this week. Cheers.